Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Booze. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the horrors of the Mantino State Hospital. Horrific indeed. <laughs> I miss your spooky. <laughs> spooky? No, I got in trouble last time I said <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> you want to talk about spooky? Let's talk about what the fuck happened to Emmy and I this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what happened PTSD. to me 15 minutes ago? Did you? <laughs> I fucking died. Did you grow up? <laughs> no. I shit my whole soul out. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Boo Busters, a mediophobia warning or whatever the heck it's called. I'm sorry. But Emmy and I barfed this week. <laughs> <laughs> I like project. I projectile. Yeah, mine came out and it was like something from a fucking horror movie. I hate throwing up. Not that anyone Me likes too. it, but like I genuinely like fear. I'd rather up. have I'm explosive like, diarrhea all the time. You know that there's some sick fuck out there that probably enjoys throwing up. <laughs> but like I was sitting there last night when it was happening to me and I was like, dear God, please, please. I would rather just shit my pants right now. I don't want to <laughs> bother. <laughs> Literally, we were supposed to record last night and then Brooke's like, I don't think I physically can. <laughs> I'm like texting them from the bathroom. I was like, guys, I am not doing okay right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been quite the rough week for us. Yeah. It was. Sorry, and it wasn't like, so I was like asleep to me, like it yeah. woke me up. I didn't even have a stomach ache. I literally just sat up and was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst when you can feel it like building too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was the worst. I and I puked all over my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I I stripped it down. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to okay. puke on myself. <laughs> I have a personal question. <laughs> when you're getting when you're getting that when you're like shitting and throwing up at the same time you just get completely naked yeah yeah Every i used time. to do that yeah. all the time <laughs> and then i told i feel like i told like mom or somebody and she was like that's not normal and i was like <laughs> <laughs> no because you're so like, sweaty i need nothing touching me i just need to be able to brace myself yeah and yeah. no i was buck fucking naked in there and i'm like yeah. screaming for help <laughs> <laughs> Like the feeling of the fabric on your body while you're like dry heaving and like shitting your brains that out is not good. <laughs> no, it was not a good time. But I haven't gotten sick like that. Like I don't even remember when the last time was that I got sick like that that I actually threw up. It's yeah, you haven't thrown up since we were kids. I feel like that was. <laughs> I had food poisoning last just like a couple years ago. So. Yeah. Other than that, how's everybody's week been? Um, it's all right. Nothing eventful. But oh no, my week started off terrible. The Rangers lost Monday night in a fucking stupidest fucking way ever. Yeah, <laughs> and that pissed me off and ruined the rest of my week. And now I'm watching them right now. How was your week, Bobby Boo? It's been good. I feel like it's been really fucking slow. Yeah, mode dragging. Um, tomorrow night I'm going to see Evil Dead Rise though. 
Ooh, you'll have to Yeah. let us know how it is. Yeah. Um, also, Scream 6 is out on Paramount Plus. I think you guys said you watched it. But Yeah, we did. I watched it with Cheryl last night, and that was a fucking trip. <laughs> she had watched it earlier in the day, and then Mm -hmm. She watched we watched it again it again. with you. Yeah. Emmy and I watched it the other day. I don't remember how freaking long it was. Yeah, it was real long. Because Ladder we started scene still it. got me. Yeah, we started it at like 8.30 and then it was like 10.30 and we were like, holy fuck, this movie's still going. But yeah, it was a good time. Bobby Boo and I also watched the first episode of Yellow Jackets the other day. I forgot about that. Which apparently that show came out in 2021 and for some reason I thought that it came out this year. Yeah. But I was googling it the other day because I wanted to see like how many episodes it was and everything and it was like 2021 and I was like the fuck? Okay. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a good episode. The first episode was good, though. yeah I feel like it was good. It didn't give us a lot. Other than some people doing some really, really scandalous stuff. Literally. But the basic premise of it is that this group of teenagers are, like, going to a sporting event or something. Their, like, sports team is going to an event. And their plane crashes over some place. I don't know where they crashed. But they crashed in the wilderness. And they have to survive in the wilderness for a couple months. But the first episode was basically just their... adult selves like flashing back and forth which I also don't really like shows that flash back and forth in time because I'm ADHD and I can't pay attention to that <laughs> that's a me problem <laughs> no, I'm interested to see where it goes. Well, I kind of know where it goes. I got spoiled yeah a little bit, but um, yeah, no, more to come though. yeah There's not too much happened. I feel like we just yeah got into not characters a lot happened in that episode and yeah. I feel like I didn't even know what was going on in that episode other than they were being blackmailed or something. And they flashed back in time to when they were teenagers and they were all fighting about something because the one girl that was played by, um, what's her face? Jasmine Savoy Brown, who plays Mindy in the new Screams, which I didn't even recognize her until Bobby was like, hey, that's Neither the girl did from I. Scream. I was like, that bitch looks familiar. Yeah. And that other bitch looks familiar. Who was that other girl? <laughs> Oh, 48 I don't remember. meters down too, or like Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the second, yeah, that shark Yeah. movie. Hated her in that too. Anyway. Yeah, so Jasmine Savoy Brown, who plays Mindy, plays in this. And uh, what's her name? I think it's Taiza in the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Uh, she, like, did something, and she hurt one of the other girls on the team. And she was like, I didn't do it. <laughs> and Oh. then they all got in a fight about it. But, like, the way Bones. that she hurt her, her bone Oh. was, like, out. Oh. And it showed Yeah. it for too long. Yeah, it did. But yeah, I'm excited to watch more. Yeah, me too. So we'll update y'all on that as we move through it. But we should get on into the history of the Mantino State Hospital. The horrific history of Mantino State began in 1927 when the state legislature gave the okay to build a new hospital, as the ones nearby were quickly becoming overcrowded. A location was chosen based on its closeness to Chicago and how cheap the land was, landing them in the town of Mantino. Construction on the new hospital began in 1929 in a cottage structure style. 
perfect Ooh. for brown. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Which essentially meant that several small cottages were built and used as different areas of the hospital. Each building was named after a prominent psychologist. There was also a farm on the property which was intended to be used as a form of work therapy for the patients. Did you know? Fun fact. <laughs> I was going to say something, but you go ahead first. If you are a, like a business or whatever, an organization, you own land, mm -hmm. and you have like farm animals and like crops, like you grow your own food and you have farm animals, mm -hmm. you get a tax cut. And, like, you don't have to pay as much in taxes because you are, like, a farmer. Huh. Interesting. My old job did that. Yeah. Because I was, like, when I first started, they were, like, yeah, we have a farm out back. And I'm, like, this is a ticketing place. What the fuck? <laughs> and then one of the girls told me that. And I was, like, oh, okay. Like, it saves them. Look at them, them like, work in the system. Yeah, like, saves them a fuck ton of money. And, like, they used the eggs and stuff yeah. when they cooked us breakfast because they also fed us. Which is weird, but I didn't ever eat any of that. They had like an inside greenhouse where they like grew lettuce oh, and stuff all year round. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, I wonder like how hard it was for like the staff and everything to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To like manage all those buildings. Oh, here. I thought you yeah. at my job. I was like, there was only one. <laughs> <laughs> In 1930, the first patient were transferred in from Kankakee Hospital, and at first, things were going well. There were only a few hundred patients at this time, and things seemed to be running smoothly. However, by the mid-30s, more and more patients were becoming admitted to the asylum. Individuals could be committed for a variety of reasons, either by self-admission or forced admission. Some of these reasons included alcoholism, mental illnesses such as depression or bipolar disorder, and unfortunately, sometimes there was not a valid reason at all. At this time period, the national health budget was cut, but the number of patients being admitted to the hospitals continued to grow. In 1937, a tuberculosis ward was added onto the property, bringing in even more patients. And in 1939, the hospital suffered from a typhoid epidemic. 60 people died and 400 others were infected. Yet the number of patients continued to grow, eventually surpassing the 5,000-person capacity limit. When World War II began, most of the doctors and nurses at Mantino State left to assist with the war, leaving the hospital even more understaffed than they already were. By the 50s, the number of patients had climbed to 8,000 people, making Mantino State the fourth largest asylum at the time. Staff shortages and mentality at the time made asylums such as Mantino State low on the scale of priorities, so abuse and neglect of the patients started becoming more common. Patients were either fending for themselves, trying to escape the hospital, or being forced to undergo torturous medical procedures. Reports of sexual abuse were being made public, which ignited anger from mental health advocates. Patients were attacking the staff, and everything was just in complete chaos. Doctors from the government were sent to the hospital in order to find new ways to cure mental illness. Some of the treatments the hospital provided included electroshock therapy and hydrotherapy, insulin treatments, and hysterectomies. During World War II, patients at the hospital were unknowingly injected with malaria in order for doctors to try and find a cure for it. That is fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. 
They were given a variety of experimental medications, most of which left them with bad side effects. Lobotomies were also becoming common, and many patients at Mantino State were forced to have them. This procedure, as we know, is extremely barbaric and did way more harm than good, leaving patients unable to function normally or even dead. By the late 60s, early 70s, a majority of patients left in the hospital were people who had voluntarily committed themselves for alcoholism or mitimus patients, which are people who were too mentally unstable for prison, but too dangerous to be out in the general public. A separate area was constructed for the minimus patients in 1977 after several of them had tried to escape. In 1983, state officials made the decision to shut down the facility. Indoors officially closed in 1985. Today, the entire property has been demolished. Um, so how is there ghosts there? Oh, on the land. Yeah. And, <laughs> well... On the land, and then when it was still standing, people would go and like explore. I have abandoned. a question though. So why is it that whenever there's asylums like this, they always send the tuberculosis patients there, like always? Because back in the day, they didn't want to send them to like normal hospitals, and they thought that tuberculosis was mental illness. They weren't the brightest. Also, why didn't they just give you some? Uh... Some serotonin drugs. Maybe they weren't so. invented yet. Let's Google when the first SIRIs. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they had that, that kind of medication back in the day. 1974, the first report on the selective serotonin reputic inhibitor. Oh, interesting. Yes, so people would go there when it was abandoned before it got demolished and started to claim that it was haunted. So one of the most popular spirits that they claimed was roaming the halls was Jeannie. She was born Genevieve Polarski and was described as a gifted young girl who suffered from mild depression. In 1941, she had started attending the University of Illinois and was majoring in chemistry. So she was a smart girl. She remained in school for three years before getting into a disagreement with her parents about wanting to move away from them. This disagreement unfortunately changed the course of her life forever, as her parents deemed her mentally unstable and checked her in the Mantino State Hospital in 1944. Oh. Yeah. Initial reports from her first evaluation stated that Jeannie had no signs of active pathology and that she was a quiet but friendly person. After a few months of residing in the hospital, Jeannie underwent an experimental version of hydrotherapy where they plunged her into either extremely hot or extremely cold water for long periods of time. Fun fact, I learned this on a Titanic documentary today. But did you know if well, I feel like you would know this, but if a water if water is cold enough, it gives a sensation of burning, and if it's yeah. hot enough, it gives a sensation of like chill. Um, chill. Like yeah. ice cold, yeah. yeah. So either way you'll be like tortured and yeah. Jeannie did not understand what she had done wrong and only uttered one phrase Is life a farce? In August of 1945, Jeannie had received 40 insulin coma treatments, 15 oh. sessions of electroshock therapy, and was still being forced to undergo hydrotherapy sessions, none of which she even needed in the first place. Oh my God. When it came time for her second evaluation, her doctor noted that she was idle, unfriendly, and disagreeable. By 1953, Jeannie had undergone 187 electroshock therapy sessions, sometimes having two a week. And you got to think that this wasn't like that far 
that after she first got admitted. So she was getting this done like quite a lot. At this point, she was transferred to the research ward at the hospital. It was there where she was forced to undergo a lobotomy, which left her completely mute and unresponsive. After this, she went through seven more sessions of shock therapy, which left her in an even more fragile state. She spent the rest of her life going between different homes and never got the freedom that she so desperately wanted in the first place. Other than Jeannie, most of the activity that goes on in the hospital includes shadow people making their presence known, disembodied voices, feelings of uneasiness, feelings of being watched, and some claimed to have felt icy cold hands pulling on them. Some people also claim to have seen ghostly nurses and doctors inside the building, as well as patients still dressed in their hospital gowns. Damn, that got me down. Yeah, poor Jeannie. Mantino State Hospital has two moments in pop culture. Starting in 2010, the hospital is featured in a segment of Most Terrifying Places in America, in which historians and witnesses discuss the history of the building and some of the torturous things that went on there, which led to it being haunted. Lastly, in 2012, there was an episode of Mission Terror titled Mantino Madness, in which two childhood best friends conduct an investigation of the building. Okay, for my book crew moment, we are going to be talking about the Naramore grave. And this is a grave of six children who were murdered by their mother. Holy fuck. It's actually really quite sad. R.I.P. Naramore family. It's really, really sad, actually. Frank Naramore was a notorious drunken adulterer. He would often drink his wages before returning to his dilapidated house where his wife Elizabeth and six children waited in poverty. Elizabeth reached out to family and friends for help. Eventually, the tortured mother reached out to the welfare organization, overseers of the poor in Baldwinville, Massachusetts. When they visited her home in the now-defunct village of Coldbrook Springs, the organization made the decision to place five of the Naramore children in foster homes, while Elizabeth and her 11-month-old daughter would be in a poor home in the town of Holden. They told her that they would return in one week to carry out the plan, but tragically, this would be too late. On March 21, 1901, distraught at the prospect of losing her children, and possibly suffering from extreme postpartum depression, she brought them all, Ethel, who was nine, Charles, who was seven, Walter, six, Chester, four, Elizabeth, three, and 11th-month-old Lena, one by one, into the kitchen and killed them with a club or an axe. Holy shit. Yeah. She tried to kill herself by cutting her throat in an artery in her leg, but was unsuccessful. The horrifying crime was discovered later that day by a neighbor dropping off some groceries. Elizabeth Naramore confessed to her crimes to Deputy Sheriff Sylvester Bothwell and was taken swiftly into custody. At the children's funeral, the presiding Rev. Charles Talmadge railed against Frank Naramore for the tragedy and at society at large for allowing the family to live in such poverty. At trial, Elizabeth was only charged with the murder of her eldest child and was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Wow. Following the trial, Frank Naramore disappeared into obscurity. Elizabeth was placed in a state mental hospital where she spent five years before being deemed sane and being released. She too faded into history after her release. The local cemetery in Coldbrook Springs did not have a pauper section and no one came forward to pay for a burial in the Baptist Church, so the children were buried outside of Riverside Cemetery in nearby Barr, Massachusetts. The graves went unmarked except for slight indentations where the children were buried until 2002 when donations were made to erect a granite tombstone. Today, the Naramore grave is located to the left of Riverside Cemetery and Bar. It is usually surrounded by toys and offerings to the Naramore children. However, their deaths were not in vain. As it states on the gravestone itself, the murders led to many of the child welfare protections that exist today. Damn. 
I thought that was really sad, though, because she tried to get help, but nobody would help her. That is sad. You just fucking hit me in all my feels tonight. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I must have been in my feels when I was doing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to other sad stuff. What do you guys think about the stories of Mantino State Hospital? I think it's terrible. Yeah. And inhumane. Mm -hmm. And the people who let that happen deserve the utmost worst. And I hope they're having fun being Satan's bitch. Yes. (laughs) I don't know why I was thinking about this earlier, but I was like, when you sell, I was thinking, when you sell your soul, do you get to like choose where you want to go after? (laughs) I don't think so. Aw, honey. Aw. Well, there goes that option. Because I think it's like one of those things where you sell your soul to the devil and then he's like, ha, got you. You're a terrible person. Straight to hell you go. I think it's like a bait and switch. God dang it. Like you do his dirty work and he still takes you to hell. Well, I mean, obviously you're going to go to hell, but like you get to pick. No. (laughs) Pick what? what Which side of hell you go on? There's more than one side? I don't know. Okay. I feel like it's like a really weird cul-de-sac. <laughs> I feel like it's just a burning pit like in Hercules. My the theory. Underworld. Oh, yeah. Is that we're in hell right now. Oh, fuck. You're in the underworld. <laughs> but the thought that death was... Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know the words. That gave me chills, I mean. Yeah. What's been what's been your go to song? My go to song right now is a really sad one. What? Oh fuck! Um, let me find it. Dancing with your ghost. Oh yeah, you put that on your TikTok the other day. Oh. I also really like. Let me. There's another one in here that I just was like, oh yeah. Just I like that. <laughs> I see what era we're in now. <laughs> um, and he's in her bad bitch era. <laughs> hmm, I'm not seeing it in here. So maybe I don't like it that much. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. I just know what the cover of the picture looks like. Oh, man. You get the gist. My favorite playlist right now on Spotify is Moody Mix. Ooh. And sometimes I throw it in with traditional country. Mm. But it's really just moody mix all the time. Because <laughs> I'm moody. I've been liking um the Foggy Mornings playlist on Spotify. Ooh. Yeah. What's your favorite song right now, Bob? Um, I've been listening to a lot of music. I've been doing some podcasts. Ooh. I've had Sabrina Carpenter's nonsense stuck in my head a couple mm-hmm. times this week. Bob, what do you think about Megan Trainer's drama? Yeah, let's discuss this for a minute. Oh, sorry, Booze, you're so, gonna get history in pop culture right now. So I'm not like overly butthurt about it because I don't like I don't I don't care. Yeah, that's how <laughs> like, I feel about it. Like I'm like I don't care, but like I get it. Like and Bob's a teacher himself, so it. he can say that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like I don't think she should have said it. Yeah, but also I just feel like people take such things out of context too lately. Like you right. can't say anything, but I think she meant it in a different way, a fuck teacher's way. I really do. <laughs> yeah, but I see. I interpreted it differently. 
but I'm also one of the people who don't read into things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking to one of the other teachers at the daycare about it, and we were talking about how like she it's a professional podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone edits for her. You go piece and, yeah. by piece and you edit. They edit it and they and she, she has to approve it. Yeah. So she heard that fuck teachers and said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Here's my thing. This is how I viewed the whole situation. They were talking about how scary it is to send kids to school today. Because and I fully agree. The, mm-hmm. Like the shootings, the bullying, like everything. And Trisha had been talking about how she had really bad experiences with teachers. Mm-hmm. And then Megan was like, I, yeah, my husband had really bad experience with teachers and they were like just talking about like bad teachers yeah. for a second. She Then that's when she goes, fuck teachers. Yeah, I don't she think was she heated. Meant it. She meant it, yeah. I don't think she meant yeah. it to generalize the whole community of teachers. I think she meant the bad teachers, but she didn't articulate it well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she like didn't see anything wrong with it because she knew what she meant the whole time. But yeah. she didn't understand what like how it was being perceived in yeah. that like other people didn't understand. So I think that's why like her apology and stuff makes it seem like she doesn't give a fuck in the whole like somebody edited it and posted it is like not like it's just like whatever to me because right. like Yeah. It, it was taken out of context in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Like, do I think we should cancel her over it? No. No, I don't think she's a cancel. Like, has she been getting on my nerves lately with all her little songs she's releasing? Yes. Oh, but yeah. I don't want to cancel her. Do you see, like, how much people are dragging her now for that? Yeah. Like, they're, like, full on going back. Like, there's a whole theory out there now that, like, she's in on the Britney Spears yeah, conservatorship. Yeah, me that earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because people are just, like, I hate to say this because it's, like, same. But, like, people are, like, chronically on nowadays. Yeah. Right. People love to find reasons to cancel people. Later. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you literally can't even make a, a single mistake. Not at all. And then even if you apologize, like she did, people are still like, "No, you don't mean your apology." Yeah, because people are like, "You didn't apologize until you got called out." Well, how was she supposed to know she hurt anybody's feelings or offended right. anybody if nobody called her out? Like, yeah. And like, what would be an acceptable apology? Well, somebody was like, you better start clearing all these teachers' um, Amazon lists. And I'm like, yeah. I get it, but at the same time, like, why? Like, what is that I, also going to do? I, I What would you guys think of her apology video? I didn't really care. Like, I mean, you, I don't really care. I, I watched it, and I'm just like, she was like, kind I of monotone. She, and yeah. like I said, like, she said sorry, like, and we're over it. Like, let's move on kind of thing. I don't, right. I don't understand why people have to, like, Drag it yeah. out, and out, and out. I do think though she dug herself a deeper hole with the yeah. apology video. Yeah, she was yeah. kind of like rolling her eyes a little and bit. She and she kind of was like not like accepting, like the people not understanding. Like, right. Yeah. Like, she was like it was taken out of context. Blah, 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 but like she was you like, weren't I'm looking sorry at that the other I said side. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like a deflection. But I'm not looking for her to get canceled. I do think right. teachers get a lot of shit, but I also know there are shitty teachers out there. Right. right. Next week, we are talking about the disappearances in the Bennington Triangle. Can't wait. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? 
We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. (laughs) Choo-choo. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out.